All right. Welcome back to another episode of Chalk Talk. Fellas, it is the divisional round in the NFL playoffs this weekend. Big four games coming up here. Um, but first, let's start off, as as always, how how we doing heading into the weekend? Um, doing good. Out looking for cars. Need a new whip. Uh, that's been taking up the uh, week, but... We got a big weekend of sports, and that's what really matters. Yeah, this this pod is strictly divisional round. Um, looking at all four games, as well as um, even throwing in some some uh, some fantasy takes. If anybody's playing um, any fantasy uh, kind of games during the playoffs, so um, we're, we're gonna first start off though with hey, sporty. I was gonna say, hey, wait, is, sport, is, is, is sporty here? Do we do we have contact of sporty? I'm here. I'm just trying to stay warm. It's 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 frigid out. <laughs> cold nowadays. So by staying warm, he just leaves the whole picture. He leaves the camera. He just he's in his room, just trying to stay warm. He's pushing P. Yeah, I'm pushing P. He's pushing P. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I can't I can't really segue us into anything with pushing P. Um, but I'm just let's gonna push let's, let's, division, let's just here. let's just push right into the uh, the top five here. Um, top five this week, very interesting. Um, it's very tough to just only pick five throughout all of sports. So top five this week, we're looking at the top five cleanest uniforms in all of sports. Now I went, I have two top fives. This is the first time I've ever had two top fives and I went, yes. And I'm, I'm just going to say this now. I went strictly college football uniforms. So that okay. I, I made mine more. I made mine more specific, and I, so that way I have a. But you went college and pros. I went college. I broke college down into two different um, categories. I have the traditional uniforms, and then I have my top five alternate uniforms. Okay, so no professional no, at all. Like like no prof- Nope, no professional. Okay, I have no college, so. All right, so, um, so I guess we'll start with sporty, since we don't know what um you know. What, what his attack is on this. But, Sporty, give us your top five um, jerseys, cleanest uniforms um, in all of sports. Uh, I'll go with number five. Can you guys hear me out there? Yep, we can hear Oh, you. yeah. Okay. Go number five. I'm going to go with the uh, Seattle Seahawks alternate all-green uniform. I love Can't it. Can't beat it. That's a good love pick. It. That's a good Can't pick. Can't beat it. Uh, number four, switch it up a little bit. I'm going to go to college basketball. I'm going to go with the Mark, Marquette gray uniforms. Marquette grays. With yellow grays. Okay. You got gray tops, gray shorts, and uh, yellow yellow uh, numbers. Can't, can't beat it. All right. Real quick. I, real quick. Not a bell. Was not, I mean, I can, I can picture them, but I, I would like to know what the, what, um, Caesar had the uh, the the uh, the odds of Marquette Gray Unis coming in at number four. I would say about the same as they had Kenny Pickett winning the Heisman going into the year. Okay, all right, that's fair. I mean, we have it right here. We got that. We got the fl- the fake slide shirt. So uh, yeah, um, Marquette Grays. I know what he's talking about. They are they are some. They're, they're different units. I gotta look them up real quick. They they are an interesting. Okay, they're cool. Yeah. Those are cool. So yeah, number right for number uh, three. Yep. We'll this is gonna go back to MLB baseball. Okay. The Houston Astros th- throwback uniforms. Okay. 
They're red, red orange, with that red orange stripes. Oh yeah, yeah, it's uh, like an orange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, yeah. with an orange. I think it's like color. Jeff Bagwell, Biggio. Yeah, like that time. Yep. Yes, I have them. In, I have that at number three. Okay. Number two. It's gonna. We're gonna go back to. We're gonna go to hockey. Okay. I have the Pittsburgh Penguins Winter Classic uniforms. Oh, oh! I have one. Cool. I have one sitting right beside me. Uh, it's in my closet Those right are here. Really Those are the light, the light blue, the kind of the powder blue looking uniforms. Solid, yes. p- solid pick, sporty. Solid pick. Yeah. Good. And my number one Uno pick for the cleanest uniform is the. Mays jerseys for Michigan football. We got the yellow tops and blue pants. Yep, knew that was coming. I, I knew so, we couldn't. I knew we couldn't get through a top five without Michigan being yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. I have that number one. All right. Definitely. I mean, I could. I could. I understood. You know, the first two because those are his two. Yeah. Those are his two teams. Um, yeah. the, the Astros pick definitely definitely threw me for a loop there. I thought about that one. I swear, it's it's a cool jersey. And and Marquette, like Marquette, that 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 definitely just that was the biggest loop out of all of them. And yeah. I, hey, I do have a Seattle Seahawks, um, Marshawn Lynch, green jersey like the ones he's talking about. So those, those are pretty sick, sick unis. Well, it may have made my list, and you'll see where. Okay. So, right. I'll get right into it. Yeah, my top five cleanest jerseys. Number five is the Grizzlies throwback, the Vancouver Grizzlies ones. I think we saw, I don't know if it was this year or late last year, but we saw John Moran in it, and it looked beautiful. So that was number five for me. Number four is the Warriors, the town jerseys. It was like the black ones. Mm-hmm. Yep. Those one, I always remember Steph draining that three in those jerseys against OKC. I love that jersey. Um, number three it travels no matter what their brand is. It travels the chargers powder blues. Oh yeah. I know it's changed over the years, but since like Oh six, those powder blues have just been like, in my opinion, the best like week to week jerseys in sports. Uh, they're so cool. Number two is the Raptors throwback. Can never go wrong with getting a Bosch or a Carter, bringing that to a party. That that is the that and is the one, that hold on that is the cliche. Even though I I ha, I own a Vince Carter uh, purple Raptors jersey, I feel like that is the cliche um, party jersey. Oh my! <laughs> Everyone wants to wear it. Because yeah, everybody it. everybody it's wears that jersey. Program. That is the one jersey that you see out all the time. You you either see Bosch, McGrady, or like you have Carter. Yeah. Shout out Alex Callbuff. He has Vince Carter as well, I believe. And purple? Is that uh, my, mine's purple. Yes, purple. All right. I, hey, guess what? I also have a um, Kimmy Matumbo. Um, the base is blue and yellow, but I think it also has like a like a rainbow kind of stripe to it. So I have a little throwback Matumbo jersey. I don't know if I've ever what worn What team? The Nuggets. Okay, that's, that's what I thought. Yeah, I was like, yeah, oh, you yeah. said rainbow. Like, and I got the, the, the Shaquille O'Neal Magic Uni. I um, love that one. Black or white? Or white. Blue. And then I have AI, uh, the black 76ers jersey. I I had a uh, Ray Allen Supersonics jersey, but totally disappeared in college. No idea where it is. That one is sick. Um, I have I have more up-to-date ones. I have the Luca Graffiti one, the Dallas one. 
Um, I have a Herbert powder blue. I have this one, but it's not really a throwback or anything. Um, I feel like I ordered more, but I don't even know. I'm trying to but, think who the other, uh, who my other jerseys are. Oh, I have a, um, Cam Elijah one, uh, red and yellow, white uh, Rockets jersey. Yeah, those ones are cool too. Yeah. But, all right. Number, Number one. one. Sorry. Seahawks color rush. Actually, that's the, uh, that's another one that I have. I can dig it in like 0.2 seconds here. I can't. But I promise you, I have a, yeah, I don't have it. I don't know what it's like. Yeah. I have a green Jimmy Graham Seahawks jersey. It is a little outdated because he left the year after, but those jerseys, when they're wearing that all green on Thursday Night Football, look so sick. I think it's, like, non-debatable. Yeah. But I'm curious to hear yours. Yeah. All right, so I went college football. First one I'm going to start with just traditional. There are certain teams, when you think of college football, you automatically think of these uniforms. Um, one that I left off that I feel like deserves an honorable mention is LSU. I like their their, you know, purple and gold, purple and yellow um, uniforms. They're just nice and clean. Uh, down there in the SEC. Um, number five, I have a tie for um, number five. I mean, I typically don't have, you know, we typically have maybe an honorable mention, but I never have any ties. But right here, I had to throw both teams in here um, because when you think of college football, you, you automatically think of the tradition with both these uniforms, Penn State and T Tennessee. You know, the, the navy blue and white for Penn State and then the beautiful orange and white of Tennessee. Those are just... I, I, I like their uniforms. Um, I'm a little biased, but decent pick. Decent yeah, pick. yeah, yeah. Penn, I mean, I, I had to throw Penn State in, in there. Even though I don't like them, it had to give yeah. – shout, shout out to the but fish. Classic. Yeah, to the classical, traditional uniforms. And then Tennessee just looks amazing. I mean, the the, the, the yeah. orange just pops off. It's not like it's like a dark orange. It's, just, it's a bright orange that kind of just sparks. Um, so, yeah, that, that I have a tie for number five. Number four – I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with Michigan, just the the traditional, um, you know, maize and maize and gold or maize and yellow. I guess as I guess maize and yellow um, would be the correct term. Um, number four, classical jersey. Uh, three, another team I don't like, but Notre Dame. Notre Dame's uniforms, their helmets, their, their helmets make it. Um, they're just. And they, they have a nice alternate with the uh, with the shamrock on the side of their helmet, but um, their traditional uniforms with the with the gold domes, um, you know, navy blue jerseys, they they are they are some awesome uniforms. Um, number two, I'm gonna go with USC. Can never go wrong with um, kind of like that you know that reddish yellow combination, um, and even like dating back and watching like you know games in the past. That you know, all these teams they, they stay consistent with their jersey pattern. You know, they don't really make too many changes. They might throw a number, you know, up on the helmet or make a slight change, but for the most part, they they are consistent with their uniforms. And I think USC. I mean, they're just especially that game against um against Texas National Championship. That both uniforms were were spot on. Um, 
I mean, you, you automatically, I mean, you know, people of our generation, we automatically just think of Reggie Bush in that uniform. So, um, love the USC jerseys. Number one, I'm going to go with the Texas Longhorns. They're, I, they're, as soon as you said that, they're, they're, they're white. They're all white unis. Vince Young, that picture that was on the front page of Sports Illustrated, him scoring, uh, you know, against USC, those are the cleanest. Literally, they are his jersey was the cleanest. It was yeah. completely white. The helmets are white. They have the nice orange letters and a little orange uh, Texas logo on the side. But tech, the white Texas uniforms are spot on. So Texas gets my number one in the traditional column. Now we're going to sh- shift gears here to the um, alternates. Coming at number five. Now, you got to have... You, you have to have at least one because, I mean, they have 30,000 combinations. And you have you have to at least have one. They have to Oregon. be in this. Yeah, Oregon has to show up on here somewhere. So there was a bunch of different ones that I liked. I liked, I, I liked the one where it kind of has the, the duck concept where the face mask is orange and it literally kind of portrays the duck. So I did like that one, but that one didn't make it. Um, I liked... I, I think I like the, uh, the ones that Mariota played in in the Rose Bowl against Florida State. I think those are pretty sick, but I'm gonna go with this year. Uh, I believe they released ones in 2021. They're green, and they have um, the winged logo on their helmet, and it's kind of uh, I don't know if it's necessarily faded, but it goes from like green and blends into like yellow on like the tip of the winged. So it's so sick. I, I do like those, and they have the yellow uh, the yellow letters and yellow numbers. So. Give me, give me the Oregon. I believe they're from 2021, so give me the Oregon 2021 green uniforms. Um, number four, Central Florida Space Unis. I don't think I've ever seen them. So they I have. I, I want to say they have. Um, it's kind of like a light blue. I can't think of like the correct c- color name for it. Um, Those are cool. But they have, I, I want to say they have, you know, different stars or whatever on, like within the number pattern. Um, and they have the, the black helmets. I believe they have two. I think they have like a, a white jersey concept, and I think they have a black jersey concept with these space uniforms. Um, but I'm it's, seeing white and gray. White and gray, okay. So they have, I think it's kind of a lighter blue tint in the jerseys. Yep. Yeah. The white ones look really cool. They have like the constellations. That yeah, yeah. The constellations were were in, are in the numbers, I believe. So and even on like the side of the jersey, I, I think as well. Yeah, that's that is so cool. I I, I like the concept and I like uh, the overall design of those. So um, give me the UCF Space Unis. Um, number three. Here's where all of us have a similarity. We all have some powder blues in our top our top five. Give me the old Miss powder blue unis. Those, Those are, are absolutely disgusting in a good way. Um, Matt Corral and, and the gang down there um, at Ole Miss—they just looked sharp every time they looked, or you know, every time they took the field. Ole Did Miss, they wear it in the um, think You know what? No, I can't. I can't remember. Feel like they did, but either way, I remember they probably did. I mean, I those were like their go-to unis this year, and they were just—they're—they're—they're they're, they're much better than the the navy blue and red. I didn't have a problem with the navy blue and red, but the light blue just kind of, you know, gives a little spark, kind of pops off. Um, you know, old misses. They're uh, 
their unis are looking sharp. And, and you know, when they're recruits, I mean, they might be getting Jackson Dart. He took a little photo op, uh, had a little photo gallery with the unis. They looked they looked sharp. So uh, give me the old Miss Powder Blues. Number two, I'm going to go with this year. Uh, this year's Army-Navy game concept. I did like both. Um, Navy's was more of like a uh, – it almost kind of looked like, kind of like a similar to the Patriots uniform with that that blue, red, kind of gray, white concept. Um, so I did like navies, but my number two spot goes to Army. They kind of had that desert camo um, look. Um, again, nice, nice sharp uniforms. I believe they uh, had a little 9/11 reference on the, I want to say the back of the jersey, and even I think on the. Uh, helmet as well i think they had just, just a couple different patches as well uh coming from a military standpoint so um 2021 army unis get my number two spot number one obviously i'm going to go with um they're they're now they've now become their go-to jerseys but at the time it was their alternate i'm gonna go with Pitt's gold domes or their yellow domes not gold yellow domes Royal blue jersey, yellow pants. They're cool. They're cool. I, they 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 look. Not that I had a. I didn't have a problem with you know the old um, navy blue and kind of the the gold concept with Pip, but the the new colors just again they pop. They look nice. They're not dull. Um, even the the one right here, right here, little little gold, white and gold. I like those too. But uh, the uniforms that they wore against. Clemson were just they were they were sharp, um, so I, I do like the switch to the royal blue and yellow. So those are my top five alternates. It was certainly a glow up. I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Again, not that navy blue is bad, but it seems like every team that goes from navy blue to a more unique, it's it always is like oh, a success. It pops. Yeah, and I think I think another team I could have thrown on thrown in there. I like Boise's. Um, all blue uniforms, Boise States. They are. They're, they're another team that just they're so good with colors right. all around. And like their ones, I think in the Fiesta Bowl when they beat Oklahoma, I think they wore blue helmets, white jerseys, orange pants. That was that was a nice combo there. So I feel like we should almost have a pod just strictly of a tournament of you like could. breaking down. We should just start it by each sport kind of rank and then eventually work our way up to a to a final but we could easily get a 68 jersey oh without it without a doubt you go 68 jerseys like possibly by you know college football by college basketball by each professional organization i mean then you could work your way into a 68 across all sports i mean there are so many you go brett like each thing like college baseball football basketball exactly yeah yep Nice. That would be what nice. What do you think, Sporty? Sporty amen. He's back. <laughs> he say amen. He's, he's cool, guys. He's cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, a lot of uh, there are there are too many. I feel like there's too many clean uniforms that we left out, but oh, so many. I mean, too many to choose from. And there's too many tradition. <laughs> there's too many traditional ones too that we left out, but um. Fellas, we have a big weekend of football coming up. Oh yeah. All right. Yep. Obviously, um, it was basically ch- all chalk last week. 
um, except for the 49ers. Um, I knew the 49ers had a chance when um, they came back and they beat the Rams. I knew they, that was going to spark them in some way. Um, and I kind of figured, you know, Dallas wasn't going to be able to run the ball. Um, and it, it just came down to whether or not they could make some other plays. But I, I was not expecting the rushing attack from the 49ers. That's something I was I, I was a little bit I was a little bit shocked by that. I mean, the, the ability. I, I, hate be, I hate to be that guy, but as good as like Micah is rushing the passer, and if you think about it, their best players all rush the passer. They they're not. Yeah. They don't have anyone interior. So, I mean, just with the way Shanahan can scheme up a run game, it was it was game over as yeah. soon as he. As soon as the first drive, in my opinion, went for seven, it was game over. And like two guys in that game, they didn't, they didn't really even make that much of an impact. Um, C.D. Lamb, I was a little bit shocked. That, you know, he was shut down. I mean, he made some catches, but they were all negated by offensive penalties. So, um, and then George Kittle, he was really. I mean, not that they needed to throw to him, you know, to win the game, but I think he had one catch. Maybe I think I think he had one catch for about. It was like one for like like eleven or something, two. yeah. So um, was definitely shocked by that, but he's such a good player for the oh, record. Exactly, yeah. Um, I want to get your thoughts on the end of that game, Sporty. What do you think about the end there? Um, with the whole, first of all, with the play call, and with. Um, the whole situation with the referee and Dak and the center. What 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 do you take from that that last kind of series there? Well, I didn't uh, I didn't like the last play call of the game. He should have slid down uh, five yards shorter than what he did, so that would have relieved all that mayhem. But uh, yeah, uh, Prescott was in uh, the refs way to spot the ball. He should have just when Prescott slid, he should have just give, gave the ball to the official, you know, and they would have had uh they you know, he would have spiked and had another time for the you know, for another play. But since that didn't happen, the ref had to kinda work towards Prescott, which kinda like threw Prescott off balance. And then as the fans say, oh it was all you know it was all, uh, you know, the ref's fault costing the ball. It wasn't the ref's fault. It was Prescott's uh, fault for not sliding down five yards, you know, than he should have. And then he got in the ref's way. So it was not the ref's fault that, you know, that that clock uh, ran out. So that's my uh, assumption on the last play of a game. Well, first of all, if, if, if that if that didn't happen beforehand, they should have passed, you know, if they knew that was going to maybe happen, they should have passed the ball, you know, on that last on that last play, even though they ran it. So, because they didn't have any, obviously didn't have any chance to throw the ball in the end zone. So, so that was not a good play call for him running, you know, for a first down and having the clock expire. Right. 
right. and having McCarthy maybe getting fired because of it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, there's been there's been reports that they're they have, they have a new coach in mind. Oh, time will tell. All right, there's time will tell. Obviously, that is the answer for everything. Um, there are always rumors, especially in the NFL. Until it happens, until it happens, it's not you know. Nothing can be said yet. There's always rumors in the NFL, especially with coaches who lose round one of the playoffs, if they're expected to, no matter what, how long they've been coaching, it's always up there. They're, they might get fired. I mean, I get it, but at the same time, I, I don't see him getting fired over one game. Um, Hallie, what do you think of that last play? Well, it might be an unpopular opinion, but I think it was the right call. I just think it was executed about as bad as you can execute it. I think, like Sporty said, you gotta you gotta slide about five, six, seven yards earlier than that. As soon as you, I mean, it was like second and one, second and two. You gotta get the first down, maybe two, three extra yards, and slide. I mean, at that point, the time is more important than the yards. Because those extra yards got him nothing, and in my opinion, it's not Dak's fault. Everyone's saying Dak get it to the ref. He's his coaches need to get him prepared for that moment. Like, hey, we're running quarterback draw. You know, you need to be ready for this. You know what I'm saying? Like in this situation, if we get to this, we're running quarterback draw. If that happens, you need to make sure you get to the ball, get the ball to the ref. Like Kellen Moore's got to be in it here. Mike McCarthy's got to be in his ear. Like, someone's got to say something to him because you can't just assume that he knows that in that moment with all that's going on in his head. Um, other than that, I mean, like Sporty said as well, you can't blame the ref. Um, I think it's poor coaching by McCarthy. I don't think it should get him fired, even though he is notorious for terrible clock management, and it's really a problem. But I think it's just as, more and more, just as much Moore's fault as it is McCarthy's. So I think if you're gonna if you're gonna dish out blame, maybe stop interviewing Kellen Moore for the coaching positions. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's, yeah. It's a little, I think people just hate McCarthy at this point. That's all it is. Yeah, honestly. Um I think it was a I think it was a good play call. Um obviously the defense was not expecting it. You can get a chunk of yards like like Dak did. Well, there's two things you could have done. Obviously, you could have slid a little bit earlier, um, and I mean, you, you you know, you have to prepare for that. You have to practice that. Um, but there is another thing that he could have done. Actually, there's two more things he could have done. He could have, you know, stood there and waited for the official to get there. But I get it in the in the heat of the moment. You want to move. You want to move. Um, he could have set the ball down right where it was. Or he could have, no, he could have, this is what he, I feel like this is what he should have done. Wherever he felt like he began his slide. Just set it. Sprint back to it, set it down. Don't have your center, have your center stand like a yard behind it. And the center should be looking for that official because he should know that he's sprinting. And I give props, that referee, he was sprinting. Um, yeah. If you if you want to re- don't rely on the official to sprint then if you're gonna complain that he didn't get there in time because he was moving so if I'm the center I'm opening up I'm making sure that he can get to the ball 
he can spot it, touch it, because obviously he the ref needed to put it back a whole yard. When Dak gave it to the center, he put it in the wrong spot. That even took off more time because the referee had to put it back a whole yard. Um, if Dak wanted to give it to the center because maybe the center had a better viewpoint as to where Dak began his slide, so be it. But the, I think the biggest problem with all that was the fact that the center was lined up over the ball. I get it. You want to move. You want to go, go, go. But the number one priority is that official needs to get through there. If, if the official can't get through there, you're not going to run a play. I don't care if you're all, if you're all set. You can't run that play until the official touches the ball. And that's a smart rule. The official should have to touch the ball. He should have to place the ball because teams could bump up the ball, you know, a whole yard or two. So that's on – yeah, that's coaching. Um, that's, that's you know, game situation awareness. Um, but if I'm the center and the QB, I'm, and even like, you know, both guards, I'm making sure that there's a lane that the official can get through. And then you quickly, as soon as he touches the ball, you get set, and that way you can spike the ball. They had enough time. They definitely had enough time to, you know, spike that ball. But it was just with the whole bump, with the whole having to move the ball back a whole yard. Um, I don't know. Or you know, Dak could have given it to the center, and the center just stood where you know he could he could have stood where he thought that Dak began his slide, and just handed the ball to the official. He didn't even have to put it down on the ground. But there's a bunch of different angles you could have you know attacked that play. Um, you know, could have pinpointed it on a bunch of different things that happened during that play. But bottom line is they didn't get to run another play and they lost the game. So, um, so yeah, definitely big time. Hey, how about San Francisco's D line getting after Dak? It was, it was, it was the whole game. All right. Kevin Givens. Played a hell of a game, and I'm not. We're not Saltuna guys saying that he played a really good game. Four tackles, I think, I think four tackles, half a sack. Like he was, and even when he wasn't there, like he was he in. Really well. He was in the right spot, even though if he didn't get you know, re, you know, registered for that tackle on a play, he was in the right position to force Dak to you know flush him out of the pocket. So, I think Kevin had his best game of his career. That game. Oh yeah, by far. And Bosa, I mean, is a monster. He's an absolute. He got hurt, which sucks, but he. He was unreal when he was in there. Yeah. Um, let's shift gears real quick. Um, obviously, the Buccaneers, Eagles, that was a blowout. Um, Eagles had somewhat of a late surge. Um, Steelers game starts. Yeah. Who was worse, Eagles, Steelers, in their game? Well. Because they're not even really worth going over. It's there's, just... there's, there's one answer to this. Steelers. I would say the Steelers defensively in the first quarter and a half, that part was in, in that, if you're going to look at who played better, the Eagles or the Steelers, it was the Steelers defense that played better than anybody in, you know, between the two teams um, for the first quarter and a half. So I'd give it to the Steelers. Uh, if you're talking fourth quarter, uh, maybe I'll give it to the Eagles and I'll give it a little, I'll give a pinch to the Steelers because they were moving the ball. Um, I don't know what caused them to start aggressively you know, moving the ball downfield. I don't know why it took the fourth quarter, but the Eagles, they did, they did move the ball. Uh, they were able to put up 15 points. Um, they almost had a, they almost could have potentially came back and somehow covered a seven and a half point spread. Yeah. Um, but I don't that know. That Tomlin out with 11 seconds. All right, all right. Just all right. cheesy. He, Just he, he wanted Big Ben to have a shot to walk off on a touchdown with his last potential pass like it was such a, it, it's basically like 
whenever the kid that didn't get in the game all year runs, like everyone lets him run for a touchdown. Like that, when you're on an NFL level, it he, would he really feel good about that? I'd feel embarrassed. I would. I really would. I would not. All right, let's. I would be like, yay! I threw a touchdown. Like it's. Well, we lost the game. Career's over. Right. All right. But, so let's just let's just say, I'll I'll ask you this question. Let's just say that. Um. Let's just say that the Colts are down twenty-eight to ten in the playoffs, and it's Vinatieri's last game. No, let's just say it was tw- um twenty-eight to seven. And the Colts, do you think the Colts should call a timeout to allow Vinatieri to get one last kick before he exits, or does he just leave that game without attempting a field goal, even if even if he had missed his last ten going into the game? You still try. You got I mean, it. Like you, you got to let him at least. If you're in field goal position with like ten seconds left and you're at the twenty, and you know it's Vinatieri's last game, I just I don't. Is there really going to be any smiles when you lose a playoff game, though? You know I, mean, I mean, true, like, true. But it's just... I would say, like, it might be a feel-good moment for, like, five seconds, but then you're like, we lost. Right, right. I know, I know. It's just that that kind of ending piece. I think, basically, Ben got three full weeks of by Ben. He just... It, it was his whole career. He can't get enough of himself. And everyone might think he's a selfless leader. But say what you want. He's a diva. I, I know this is going to sting Steelers fans because it's recent and everything, but he is a diva. He loves the attention. And you didn't see Breeze go out this way. You didn't see Rivers go out this way. He got the treatment like this, not because he was better than them, but because he wanted that treatment. That's why Schefter tweeted it for him. So that way he could be like, I want this. I want a goodbye tour. There's certain guys that just don't want that. They just want to play, and when they're done, they're done. He well, wanted. Rivers wasn't in a – I don't think Rivers was in a position where – He didn't know 100%. Right. Yeah, and like, and he was with the Colts. It's not like he, he played his last – He had a really good feeling. He didn't play his last season with the Chargers. He no, but last I, season nonetheless – and, and, and another thing, I would understand a goodbye tour if they were, like, well out of the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Like, for them to be in the playoff race, for all that to be going on, I just feel like he made those last few games about himself and not – like, they were a playoff team. And it was still Ben's last game, Ben's last game, Ben's last game. It's like, we're a playoff team. Let's right, win this. right, right, right. But at the same time, how much – I mean – the reporters got and three last games. It was reporters and networks always hype that kind of stuff up, and yeah, and I but, don't. I mean, and he wasn't out here. I mean, you know, he said it might, it might, it's probably going to be the last one, and that he went about his business. I mean, he wasn't like, I don't know, he wasn't as flashy as I personally. I don't he's think not he's a flashy guy. guy. He's an undercover diva. He he's always dealing with an injury. He loves the spotlight. Like it's just who he is, and it's not—it's not a problem. I'm—I'm I'm not saying that he's a bad person for that. Right. But he right. All right. Switching gears, sport. I need—I need to hear your opinion on something. All right. Going into next season, if you were to pick um, between—I have a couple quarterbacks. If you were to pick between these couple guys, who—who who do you think 
Who do you think the Steelers um, quarterback should be uh, going into next season? Let me pull up. Uh, I have a couple couple quarterbacks for you. Um, number one, let's go with Mason Rudolph. Number two, I'm going to go with... Um, Let's go with let's just throw it uh Dwayne Haskins since he's on the on the roster. Um number three, I guess we'll just say a rookie. Um number four, let's go with let's just throw it out there. Let's let's just throw out these two names. Let's just throw out Derek Carr and let's throw out Jimmy G. Um We'll, we'll go. We'll go with those two two guys, Derek Carr, Jimmy G, um, a rookie quarterback, or do you go Rudolph or Haskins? Who 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 do you think? Who would you want the quarterback to be for the Steelers next year? Ah uh, man, that's a tough question. Answer. Uh, let's. I'm gonna think about this for a couple seconds here. Um. Yeah. I'll, I'll go take go before me, buddy. You guys should draft if you can. If you can, might be a tanking year. But why? Why not tank? Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, potentially more guys come up. Next year is a good year to tank. I'm just saying. I mean, Tomlin's not very capable of tanking because he's a good coach, and you got T.J. Watt. But you're one <laughs> T.J. Watt injury away from being. A Rudolph team that probably goes like four and thirteen. No offense, but TJ wants that valuable. Yeah, yeah, he is valuable. I, I personally, and I've said this before, I don't think Rudolph is meant for this kind of system. I don't think. He, I mean, obviously in college he was the air raid. You know, chucked the ball 40, 50 yards downfield to James Washington. Um, you know, his his the minimum that he's thrown is like fifteen yards. He's not looking to throw quick five-yard slants. Um, he's not looking to throw, you know, a little curl route or a little check down route. Um, I mean, obviously he hasn't looked, you know, he hasn't lived up to Steeler expectations um, when he's been out there. But at the same time, I don't think the system has allowed, has really set him up for success. Um it's just not the quarterback that he is. Um, so I don't know if you have a whatever happens to Matt Canada. I loved him at Pitt. Um, questioned his play calling yet again. You know Todd Haley, Randy Feekner, and now Matt Canada definitely questioning um, the play calling there. Um, Strong opinion on that one. <laughs> so I think you had a quarterback that was. Resistant to oh, listening. To oh, music. no, no, no. I, I, I think Canada, with what he had, I think he made the system was right. I think sometimes situational play calls weren't, but I think he, he knew that his O-line wasn't the best, and he knew that Ben couldn't move. So, yes, you do have to throw a lot of quick, short passes because Ben, A, is not going to have enough time to throw the ball 20, 25 yards downfield. He's not going to have enough time to, 
you know, scramble and extend the play and maybe throw the ball 35, 40, 45 yards downfield. So he knew he had to get quick passes. Um, and I knew sometimes, you know, Ben, you know, did some hot routes at the line and stuff like that. But um, I don't know. It depends where, where they go here as far as, you know, if they bring back Canada. Um, so, Sporty, do you have an answer yet? Yeah, I'm going to go with that. Derek Carr. I, I, I don't think uh, this system is right for a Rudolph. I know at Oklahoma State, he uh, he had a free range of just throwing. Well, he had the offensive line to protect them, and he had the receivers to throw to. Uh, like I said, these dink and dunk passes for uh, Steelers aren't, aren't, aren't his, uh, you know, top choices for the way he throws the football for uh, Rudolph. I know at Oklahoma State, uh, he was airing the ball out you know, 35, 40 times a game. And a lot of those were, uh, you know, fly patterns, post patterns, streaks, uh, just down the field, just beating your cornerback defender down the field. Uh, but he, yeah, he had a nice, he had a nice ball and, uh, in college. In fact, he did, I'll give Rudolph a credit. He did have one good game and it was last year when the game didn't mean anything at uh, the Cleveland Browns. Okay. I know they were winning. I think, then they were losing, and they came back one. He actually, it was it was a coordinator last year for oh or Steelers. It was, um, Fichtner. Yeah, it was Fichtner. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. this is yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Fichtner. Okay, well, Fichtner he let Rudolph throw the ball deep that one game last year. And he actually he played well. He probably, I don't even know how many yards he had that game. He threw the ball well. Uh, that was the only time I was able to see him throw the ball that well down downfield. I remember him hooking up with, uh, I think, uh, trying to think. Do you, do you guys remember that game at all? I mean, I probably, he, probably hooked, he probably hooked up with. I can't remember off the top of my head. It, but it, no, was, I mean, it, he, was, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was I I I can't remember. But no, yeah. I mean, he he was throwing the ball all right. Um, when he was throwing the ball downfield, so well, like I said, this this, this system is, isn't for him unless unless Canada is brought back or uh, or they might fire him and try to bring bring in a new OC uh, and try to fit uh, Mason Rudolph's capability of throwing the ball. You know, none of these dink and dunk slam patterns across the middle or these five yard hitches or whatever, and heck, have the receivers can't even catch the ball. So. Uh, I think they need they need a whole whole new offensive system to go with. Uh, Harris, uh, I don't know. He was he was he was good and bad this year. So he, I mean, he, he powered he powered he, he a little too much this year. Also, so, yeah, no, yeah, he, yeah. I don't. I'm not sold on Harris for next year. I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, it might, might be a rebuilding year, guys. It doesn't. It doesn't help when. Well, first of all, the amount of touches that he had, his his workload was insane. Um, teams knew that he was getting the ball most of the time, and their O line wasn't very good. So, I mean, that's take it with how how you want to. But I think Harris played pretty well this this year. Um, sometimes he did, you know, he's he's patient. Sometimes he was a little bit too patient. But um, he, I mean, he didn't have much of he didn't have much help around him. Let's just let's just from a rushing standpoint, he had much help. So I can't. I'm not going to give you a, a grade, but he he played, he played like he should have this year, minus a couple. Yeah, no matter, yeah. A couple, no matter how good. You're... Go ahead. 
I say, no matter how good a running back you are, if you don't have an offensive line, you're not you're not going to do anything. Yeah, he did the best he could have done this year. I'll give him credit for that. He had, I mean, out of all the 32 teams, I would say they were probably one of the worst run blocking teams in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know what number I would I would put them in the look. I would put them them like in the 25 to like 30 range for out of 32 teams for maybe worse than that for rushing this year. Yeah. Um, Because he didn't really have too many holes to run through. You know, the the yards he gained, he was, you know, he made made the holes by by himself. It was a lot of, uh, a lot of yak, I guess, in that, in that standpoint, yards after yards after the contact but uh um i don't know i I feel like they could go two ways i i really don't want to see them i don't want to see them draft a quarterback that isn't i don't know they don't need to draft a quarterback just go out and find somebody in the in the free agency yeah i mean and if if pickett would somehow fall to them which i don't think they he will um obviously i'm I'm gonna say pickett but um I really don't want them to to draft a quarterback this year, unless it is Pickett. Um, go out in free agency, get get somebody who's has has the snaps. Um, let him into the system for a year, uh, and then maybe draft the guy next year or something. No, um, I, have, I have a question after you're done. I don't. I'm not. I don't know if I'm really sold on the whole Desmond Ritter. I I don't want. I don't know if I'm sold on Malik Willis. I don't know if I'm sold on Sam Howe. Um, Matt Crow, he's he's up in the air for me. Um, I just I, I don't know the right. I I feel like they got to take. It's it's gonna be one of those years where they have to, they're gonna have to take the best available position. I feel like. Yeah. I mean, your O, o- line needs work. Um, linebackers obviously need some help. Secondary needs some help. Um, so there's there's too many pieces. Um, but if they feel like one of those quarterbacks is good for them, then I'm going to, I'll, I'll, I'll support their decision and just see how it plays out. But, um, anyway. hey, speaking of like drafting mock drafts in two weeks, mock They're drafts in two up. weeks. All right. You'll you get ready. Yeah, I, I would, Go I ahead. Ask, ask your question. If, <clears throat> just say the Pirates get a, or the Pirates, okay. say the Steelers get a quarterback in the second or third round. Uh, do you think he'll s- start game one? No, 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 no. If they if they don't if they draft a quarterback, it's going to be round one, and that quarterback might not even. I don't think he'll start week one. If they draft a quarterback week one, it's probably going to be Mason Rudolph will probably start week one. Um, if they don't draft a quarterback, then chances are that they're going to pick somebody up in free agency, and that quarterback will be starter week one. So yep. if they draft a quarterback. In round one, I don't really see him. I don't know starting. I mean, who knows how the season could start off? But maybe like third, fourth week, fifth week. I don't know. But those are those are the two scenarios there. So, uh, any any final closing words on the Steelers there, Hadley? Just that hopefully next year is the first year in forever that they're actually bad because nothing looks like it's shaping up. But it's Mike Tomlin, so we'll see. I don't know. Um, he's not. He's not the answer. I for <laughs> your entitled your opinion. I, I I get I get you you aren't the biggest fan, um, but 
honestly, and I, and I know I know Steelers fans and I know people across the league. Well, you haven't won a playoff game in X amount of years. You haven't at the same with that t- team. at the same time though. Could you imagine if he coached like another team with so many more weapons? Yeah. Um. He, well, you guys have weapons. Oh, just the the line. The, 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 yeah, the line, and I'm well. I'm saying like I guess not weapons, but I'm saying I, I guess a a whole solid roster. Roster. Yeah. Um, I mean, and he's been playing with a a practically tree quarterback the past three years. That. So. Yep. And um. Obviously, they're they're a couple past former. You know, uh, round one draft picks haven't haven't lived up to the hype, Edmonds and Bush. But uh, you know, I still give him credit when there was the killer bees. I we don't know all the stuff that happened, but for them, I feel like for him to be able to keep that, whether stuff happened or not that we didn't hear of, so be it. But for him to keep all that, you know, in the locker room and putting a winning product out on the field week in, week out, just with all the problems that we've seen, you know, Bell and Brown go through, I feel like he, he's the right man. Um, now, obviously, he is going to have to, you know, he, he might take a hit here um, just because they're kind of rebuilding, you know. But I think he's the right guy. He, he No matter what, you can always count on the Steelers to be, to be focused um, and ready to go. I mean, he took he took he took what was that last year's team? Now, I mean, I'm getting my years all mixed up here. Mason Rudolph and Devlin Hodges. You mean to tell me that those two guys? Yeah, but yeah, that was that was two years, right? Yeah, yeah. Because they they missed the playoffs, but they still went over 500. Right, right, right. Yeah. Hey, I'm gonna say you you mean to tell me? Hold on, hold on, sport. You mean to tell me those two guys at quarterback, and they he could get them to a 500 record and ready and compete in pretty much all those games. If they didn't lose to the Jets that year, they would have made the playoffs. Exactly. So, so I think if he has a solid roster, I think he's he's winning a couple of games. He's probably going to at least another Super Bowl. So, um, I don't know. I just – Sporty, who, who would you want? I'll put you on the spot. Who, who would you rather have than Tomlin? Harbaugh. He could be going to the Raiders, so. Well, that's, that's not the Steelers. Who, who would you have instead of Tomlin? Uh – I know I'm just gonna throw a name out there, but I'm gonna go with uh, Andy Reid, dude. Dude, <laughs> sporty. I TikTok. <laughs> oh no, sporty. I know, coached, I know he used to coach the Eagles. I know that. I know it's not even the fact that he coached the Eagles. Sporty. Okay, sporty. You put Andy Reid. And Mike, you flip flop Mike Mike Reed, or yeah, Mike Reed. You flip flop Mike Tomlin and Andy Reed. Tomlin has just as many Super Bowls than as Andy Reed has won, if not more. Um, I thought he was going to go with something realistic. (laughs) Well, yeah, I thought you were going to, yeah. And then, first of all, Tomlin wouldn't be having this Jackson Mahomes stuff on the sideline. I think he would just, he would focus the team in. He'd be like, all right, hey, there's a time and place for this stuff. Um, so that wouldn't be a distraction. Um, but sporty Andy Reid, Andy Reid, what like? Obviously, he's won. What what was the stat? He's he's won a was it a Super Bowl with, multi, with two teams? Is that was that yeah. his stat? I mean, well, it was. He's won. I think it was. He won a hundred plus. Or games yeah, 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 yeah. It was. It was. It was games. I don't think he he never won. 
He didn't win a Super Bowl with the Eagles, did he? No, no, no. Yeah, that's right. That's right. He won X amount of games with multiple teams. That's that, yeah. That's what it was. Um, but Sporty, man, he's got he's got a whole offense just just sitting there for him on a on a on his on his plate. He doesn't have to do anything. Hey, shout out though. Um, that rollout play that that they that they run there in Kansas City, where they roll out and they cause the DN to to chase, and then they you know Mahomes throws that underhand toss to the halfback or fullback or tight end. That play is that play is nuts. Um, but anyway, um, obviously the only good game, other good game was the the Raiders and the Bengals. And I feel like the Raiders just interim head coach. I think he just he should be promoted. With all the stuff that happened, just give him the job, make it easy. Um, I think the players, you know, they play for him. Um, and that's that's a wrap there. But, uh, yeah, obviously, Pats game, blowout. Buccaneers, blowout. Rams, Rams, definitely definitely a shock that it was a blowout. Um, I thought they were going to win, but I didn't think it was going to be that bad. Um, Kingsbury, is if anyone needs to be fired, it's him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you have a losing record with Patrick Mahomes in college. You know, two years in a row have looked like one of the most dominant teams in the NFL and then fallen off a complete cliff. Yeah. I mean, it's just, he sucks. Yeah. He and sucks. Then, and obviously, you know, the Steelers game wasn't, I mean, it was a game for about a quarter and a half. And then I think the the, the play that did them, the, the play that just sucked the soul out of everybody was that touchdown before halftime with like 14 seconds left. I knew, yeah. I knew they were in trouble then. But, um, I think this week, I think there's going to be a lot. Obviously, the spreads are are close. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of close games, and I, I I see I see two upsets, fellas. And I have two hammers that are upsets. So um, we'll first look at the Bengals Titans here real quick. Um, break down here. We'll break down um, who wins here. Maybe maybe a key factor in in the Bengals Titans game. So. <clears throat> Bengals Titans uh the spreads three and a half. Uh Titans obviously favored. They're at home. Uh King Henry is back. He is going to probably be limited as well. So Hadley, who wins and give us a, a key factor in this game. Well, I love the Titans in this game. Um the reason being, I think when you get your first playoff win after 31, 32 years, you're on cloud nine. And you just cannot be on cloud nine in the playoffs. You have to put your head down and keep working. I don't know with the youth of that team and the excitement of the city that they're going to do that. And I think Mike Vrabel is a really, really good coach that will get it done. So give me the Titans. Titans. All right. right, Key factor. Key factor. Field goal kicking. Ooh. I don't think Nick Peterson's going to miss, but I think think Fat Randy's going to nail some. Whoa. (laughs) Sporty, give us uh, give us your winner and actually just so that way we're clear on the spread here. Hadley, how much did the Titans win? Do they cover? We'll get into that during picks. Okay. Or are right. we not? Uh, well, I guess this is, this is kind of our pick segment. As yeah, well. we might as well just do it now because we'll, because then we're gonna. So we just actually, you know what? Before we do all this, should we just throw in our hammers. Should we just do the hammers now. Let's do the hammers for the picks. Let's do the hammers now before we break in the games. Does that sound fair? Yeah. All yeah, right. Hadley, run us, run us, run us down your hammers real quick. All right, quickly. Yours all NFL, Hadley? Yeah, all, all this weekend. I have Titans okay. money line. Titans money line, all right. Got it. Uh, Chiefs money line. Got it. And under 48 and a half Rams bucks. Got it. That's it. 
All right. Okay. Sporty. I got one NFL and two college basketball. Oh, okay. Shifting it up here. All right, go ahead. Okay. Number one, I'm going to go with the Bengals' money line. I think they're going to win 28-24. Uh, and my two college basketball hammers. They're both one's an over and then one's a uh, spread. I'm going to take the over 129 and a half over in the VT Boston College basketball game. <laughs> he did okay. some digging. Wow, he did some digging for this hammer. <laughs> he went into the old toolbox and found probably the smallest nail that he could find that says, all right. This is the Marquette thing. They're just, that, he, he does his homework homework. Sporty, what in the world caused you to take the over – in the Virginia Tech Boston College games, both teams are t- are lousy. Um, I just think they're I just think they're going to score a lot of points because both teams are lousy. No defense. There's going to be no. I defense. love it. I love it. Um, well, hey, here's here's a bad 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 beat. Um, I need I need another hammer. I, I know I know. Before you get into that, speaking about over unders though, Eastern Illinois, their under had hit in the last like eleven or so games. They're like eleven and one or something in unders. Yep. I put them in a parlay, of course. When I, you know, play that one twenty nine and a half, they hit the over. Um, so I'm I'm staying away from over unders. Um, Sporty, what's your what's your other hammer here? I'm gonna take the uh, college basketball Lee I okay plus ten and a half at uh, Boston U. Uh, all right. So uh, what is this? The Patriot League? Is that what we're looking at here? Yes, you got the uh, Patriot League and the ACC League here. The Boston Boston U, ten and a half against Lehigh, and he's taking Lehigh. All right, too well. many points. <laughs> too many points. Um, too many points. All right, so so those are sporty's two big games of the week, I guess. If anybody wants to tune in and watch Lehigh and Boston U. <laughs> Uh, and, you can and, find it on ESPN plus three. You're gonna have, have it on. Yeah, you're gonna have to watch ESPN plus plus because that game's not gonna be anywhere. Um, and then you'll the have to. Turn, you have to turn on VT and BC. Hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah. hey, they'll both be over by, by three o'clock tomorrow. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. I mean, it's before the it's before the playoff games, but still, I, I feel like there's some yes. other there's some other top twenty five games going on up and you know during that time that most people will probably watch. Um, I'm sporting 3-0 with these. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Um, Sport, I'm going to agree with you with one of these. And no, they're not the college basketball picks. Um, <laughs> I'm taking the Bengals' money line. I think they're going to knock off the Titans. I think Burroughs' ability to throw the ball, extend plays, is going to be huge. It's going to be the Bengals' money line. That's one upset. Rams' money line, that's two upsets. They knock off the Buccaneers. And give me the 49ers plus five and a half. They might score. I think you know. I think it's going to be a good game throughout. You know, throughout the whole game, um, and then I feel like they're going to be down ten. They might score a late touchdown and maybe lose by three or so, um, or they might be down twenty-eight seventeen, score a touchdown, make it twenty-three twenty-eight or. 28-25 somewhere in that in that you know in that scoring scoring range there. So those are my hammers. Um, obviously, we know all of our picks here at Bengals Titans. Sporty uh, since Hadley already gave his key factor, 
Uh, give, give, give me a key factor in this uh, Bengals-Titans game. Uh, I think uh, Burroughs <laughs> is going to have a huge day pass. I think he's going to throw for I think he's going to throw for four touchdown passes. Four touchdown passes. Whew. Yes. All right. Let me guess. You have him in fantasy this week. <laughs> no, I don't. No, he doesn't. Oh, all right, okay. all right. No, Why aren't you taking him then? Hey, I have somebody else. I just think Burrow's got a big game. <laughs> hey, I have somebody else. You think whoever you have is going to throw four touchdowns? Yes. Okay. All right. Fair. Yeah, that's fair. Um, next game: 49ers Packers. Hadley Packers favored five and a half. Who are you taking here? He is a bad man. Yep. I mean, it's he's he's the goat. He's the go. I don't care what anyone says. He's the go. Aaron Rodgers at home. This is his year. He's going to the Super Bowl. All right. And they cover. And they cover. Sporty. 31-17. What you said the final was, Allie? 31-17. All right. I got the Packers covered. Okay. 28-20. 28-20. Um... I got the Packers winning, like I said, but I got the 49ers covering. Big thing here, San Francisco's D-line. Can they pressure and get to Aaron Rodgers, or can he extend the plays? That's going to be the main factor in this game. Um, next game, Rams-Bucks, Hadley. Bucks, See, Bucks, I like Bucks, your pick of the Rams. Bucks favor two and a half, sorry. Yeah, no, I, I like your pick of the Rams. It's going to be all about Aaron Donald, but I think, I mean, it's Tom Brady. I can't, I can't. Every time you do, he stings you. So, give me Tom in the Bucks. Sporty. Uh, so, what game plan will, ha- will Bruce have for the Rams for uh, for the Rams defense? Were they going to be run the ball or are they going to be pass the ball? Just well, yep, know. that's a good uh, that's a good take there, Sporty. Because <laughs> considering you can only do one or two of those things. Uh... <laughs> last yeah, last week they 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 mixed it up. So. They, they ran for a couple touchdowns, and then they passed. They passed it. So we'll we'll see if uh, we'll see if the Rams D line can create any penetration on the uh, Tampa Bay's offensive line. If they can get the Brady, if they can, obviously they'll have a shot to win. If they can't, uh, Tampa Bay will be moving on to the NFC Championship. Version. I'm not sure, don't know who, but well, you said you you think the Packers. Yeah, it's gonna probably be a. My guess is gonna be a Packers Bucks NFC final. All right. Do Bucks cover? Huh? Do Bucks cover? Yeah, I I think the uh, Bucks will win uh, 31-24. Well, if anybody heard that, that was my yeah. phone. It's at ten uh, percent. So um, <laughs> we'll be good. We'll be good. We'll be good. We'll be good. My, my I forgot to say my my X factors game plans keys whatever you want to go call ahead, it. Go ahead. Last game. I think it's going to be. I think I think Aaron Rodgers just has a game, period. I I mean, as long as he throws for two fifty plus without a turnover, they'll win. And I think in this game, this one's a little more detailed. The Bucks run defense will stop Cam Akers, Sony Michelle, and that will not allow Matt Stafford to roll out of the pocket on those bootlegs and go to Cooper Cup. So, Bucks cover win. I have an X Factor too for Red Game. X-Factor. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, X Factor in the Green Bay game. Uh, 
I think Aaron Jones will have a big game. I don't know by catching it from Rodgers or by running it. I think he'll have a huge game, huge game this weekend. So keep an eye out on Aaron Jones and, and, and another running back, uh, A.J. Dillon. Okay, he will spell uh, Jones, and he, he'll also have a decent. I mean, not a not a not a great game as Jones will, but he will he will get. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Jones cracks a hundred mark rushing. Two two scores, two or three scores. Jeez. What's Jones gonna do? <laughs> oh my Jeez. god! Wait, do you say Jones is gonna have that many? Or... Jones is gonna have two hundred and five. Do you say Jones is gonna have that many rush yards? Do you say Jones, 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 Jones. Jones, Jones, Jones is gonna have two touchdowns, a hundred yards? I think AJ is gonna maybe have fifty yards. There. Okay, okay. And then Aaron Rodgers probably throw for I'm gonna say two hundred. So there's there's three fifty right there's three fifty right there total yards. All right. Um, well, first of all, I think Bruce Arians to stop the Rams. I think he's just gonna whack everybody in the helmet. Um, that was, that was a joke. Um, Rams win. I'm just gonna move on from there. I think I, I think their defense is gonna show up, and I I think Stafford's gonna have a better game. I, I don't think he throws a pick. Obviously, in, he had a good game against the Cards, but then you know the previous weeks he was throwing some picks in, in his own territory and stuff. So that's what was kind of hurting them there. I think the defense gets after it for the Rams. So give me the Rams there. Bills Chiefs. Um, it's gonna be the first one to thirty-five points here, fellas. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm against you. I actually, you know, we'll, we'll, I'll I'll simmer down a little bit. Uh, for, it's gonna be first one to twenty-four points. Um, yeah, I, I I think the Chiefs do win this one at home, um, but it, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be close. Uh, so give me the Chiefs to cover, but I, I do think it's gonna be first. That's the X factor. First one to score twenty-four points wins this game. Hadley, who you taking? Taking the Chiefs on a game-winning field goal, 27-24. The X factor being, I would just say, key key stops. Yeah, like, honestly, it, yeah. Who's going to make the most stops, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Sporty, who you taking here? Uh, I think the Chiefs will win a route, I think, 31. Uh, no, I'm going to make it higher. I think they'll win 38-21. Ooh, wow. Jeez. I mean, they did yeah. last. So. Yeah, they, yeah. They I think they'll think they'll kill on Allen. So I mean, yes, he'll, he'll get his he'll get his yardage, but they'll kill on him. I just I don't think uh, well, I don't think they have an answer for uh, uh, Mahomes. All just right. don't. He's just that good. Um. All right. So now that we you know gave a quick you know. Breakdown of each game. Uh, if you're playing fantasy football, have give me somebody you should start this week. Give me somebody you should, you, you know, maybe stay away from. Yeah, got three starts. I'm only starting one in hours personally. Okay. I have Josh Allen, Cooper Cup, Debo Samuel. Josh Allen, he can use his legs. It's huge in fantasy. Um, so, and I mean, it should be a decently scoring game regardless. Cooper Cup, really no explanation. Even when he's bad, he's good. And then Debo, I think he'll sneak into the end zone at least once. So he's worth a start. My sits, Derrick Henry, it's going to be limited. Dante Foreman was still doing really good at the end of the year there. So we'll still give him the ball a little bit. Dawson Knox, super touchdown dependent. I don't know if he sees the touchdown in this game. So I'm going to say sit him and sit Mike Evans because Jalen Ramsey – 
maybe we'll shade him, but either way, I'll probably play over 50% of snaps on him. So that's it. All right. Sporty, who are you starting? Who are you sitting? Uh, start Burrows, sitting Stafford. Uh, there are three receivers here. A uh, little, little surprise here. I think uh, I think T. T Higgins is due for a big game. Okay, start T. Start T. Higgins tomorrow. Yes, I know Chase will get his catches, but Ung Sung here tomorrow. T. Higgins. So keep it. Keep an eye out for T. Higgins. Uh defense. Okay. Bengals defense. Keep an eye out for them tomorrow. Okay. Uh, it could very, very easily propel them to a huge victory in Tennessee. Okay. Another, another guy to, uh, another guy to sit. Uh, Jimmy G. Uh, I just think the Packers defense is, uh, with a week off, they're pretty they're pretty well rested, so I think they're gonna get after Jimmy G. So that's another guy to sit. Uh a guy to start. Uh Aaron Jones. Watch out for him. Watch out for him. Yeah, apparently he's rushing for like five hundred yards and like six touchdowns. <laughs> I think no, I I said he'll rush for hundred yards and have two touchdowns. Yeah, I know. I'm, 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 just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Huh? Are you starting him this week? I'm gonna rest him until next until next weekend. All right. Okay. All right. Um, is that it? I'm assuming. Oh, kicker! Uh, <laughs> I forgot about a kicker. The kicker from the Chiefs. The kicker from the What's Chiefs. What Harrison Bucker? Chief. Yeah. All right. All right. I think I think we'll have I think we'll have I think we'll have a pretty good game too. Well, according to your – hold on. According to your score prediction, you said 38-21. That means he would get what? A field goal. He, he'd get a field goal and five extra points. So, I mean, unless he boots like a 50-yarder, then he'd get like 10 fancy points. Hey, he'll kick a 50-yarder tomorrow. All right. All right. <laughs> that's a lock. That is, that is that's a, a lock. Add that to his hammers. Add him to the hammers. Yeah, we'll, just, we'll give him a fourth hammer. Just because Lehigh Boston, like, yeah, if the Lehigh one doesn't hit. Put that yeah, one. We'll, we'll put that one in there too. Um, <laughs> yard field by Bucker, hammer it. Jeez. Um, <laughs> for me, I think it's the weekend of the tight ends. I, th- I think you can put it, you know, start your tight end and then even use that flex position with the tight end, uh, especially if you're in a elimination uh, fantasy football league where you can only pick the guy, you know, uh, one time throughout the whole playoffs. So guys like Gronk, Kittle. Um, and Knox, I think all three of them are probably going to lose this week, so you might as well just you know, might as well get as many points as you can out of them. Um, I think Kelsey also has a big week, but if you are in an elimination uh, styled or formatted uh, fancy system, then I think you save Kelsey. Um, but if you can continue in multiple weeks, then I think you play Kelsey this week as too, so or this week as well. So um, big week for the tight ends. Here's who you should not play: Tampa Bay running backs. Don't play any of the running backs from Tampa Bay. Um, and don't play any of Kansas City's running backs. Hadley knows that way too well. Um, <laughs> Negative six. I've never so, seen anything like that. Um, but besides that, this was, this was a very in- 
intense and enthusiastic and, and long and um, very sporadic pod. But uh, it's finally coming to an end here. Um, go Rams this week, I guess. Uh, I guess that's the team I'm rooting for to win it all now. Um, I'm packed. I feel like I'm packed. I mean, I'll root for 49ers just because of Kev, but I think uh, I'll root for the Rams. AFC, I think it'd be cool to see the Bills. I think, I think I'm going to root for the Bills, even though I have the Chiefs, you know, in my predictions and saving those guys. But I think it'd be, I think it'd be cool to have a Bills-Rams final. So, uh, any last words before we hang up here? Sporty, if Bunker doesn't kick a 50-yarder, you're in trouble. Oh, I'm in deep trouble, all right? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's that all it? I That's it? Sporty's in trouble if Bunker doesn't kick a 50-yarder. Um, oh, yeah. To Sporty, be continued. Sport, are you attending this Lehigh Boston game? Is that why you picked it, or <laughs> no? I just think Lehigh is due for a cover. All right, before we hang up, I gotta look at their record. Hold on, Sport, do you have, do you have the record look up? Look at the line, Nick George. Ten and a half. Okay. No, hold on. What's their What's their record? Do you know what it is? They're five. Sporty, they are seven. Sporty, they're seven and twelve. And Boston. Five and two in the conference. Boston U is twelve and eight. So, time. Hey, as as we say, time will tell. So, uh, that wraps it up for this pod. Um, we'll break that. We'll have. Hey, next week we'll have uh, AFC Championship and NFC Championship uh, full coverage. Um, some more hammers, some more picks, um, and slowly but surely working our way back to, or waking our, working our way into NBA and college Watchmen. college hoops. So. Um, Sad to see that the uh, football season's slowly starting to wrap up, but Hadley's mock draft 1.0 coming in soon. So talk, talk, talk out.